Hello, welcome to the AC Visions Family Talk Podcast. I'm your host, AC. Here is where we discuss all things faith and family. I share real life stories of home life as a wife, a mother of five, home educator, and all the learning curves my family and I are journeying through. As you can imagine, we're in a busy season and I got a lot to share. The goal? Getting back to the basics of raising strong families. Let's talk about it. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode eight entitled My Ministry at Home. Y'all, it's the final episode of season one and there is nothing more important that I want to share with you on the ACV Family Talk season one finale than the topic of ministry at home. I'd like to outline what ministry tangibly looks like for me as a wife and mother at home, how it came about and what I'm doing to grow my ministry at home in the most organic and sustainable way that I understand how. Before we jump into that segment of the podcast, let's jump into some AC Pearls. Proverbs chapter six. I wish I can read the whole chapter because it's so incredibly rich with counsel and instruction for parents and children, but I'm going to read verses six through 11, and then I'm going to drop down to verses 20 to 23. Go to the ant, you lazy one, observe its ways and be wise, which having no chief officer or ruler prepares its food in the summer and gathers its provision in the harvest. How long will you lie down? You lazy one. When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands. Then your poverty will come in like a drifter and your need like an armed man. My son, Observe the commandment of your father and do not forsake the teaching of your mother. Bind them continually on your heart. Tie them around your neck. When you walk about, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk to you. For the commandment is a lamp and the teaching is light. And reproofs for discipline are the way of life. One of the first verses of scripture I gave to my son to memorize when he was about six years old was Proverbs 6, 6. Children are notorious for complaining because everything is hard and they tend to have more energy to do what they want to do rather than what is asked or required of them. Fast forward about 10 years later, I'm having my four daughters memorize the same scripture. Hubby will tell our girls all the time, first we work, then we play. They're just in that phase where as soon as they open their eyes in the morning, they start asking for everything under the sun. Can I have breakfast? What are we doing today? Can we go to the playground? Are we going on a family adventure? I literally have to stop myself from snapping <laughs> and remind myself they've been on this earth for 48 years. Chill, chill. <laughs> the discipline of a healthy and consistent work ethic takes time to teach Explain, model, and develop. Grace, AC. Grace. <laughs> we have a little ant farm in our homeschool. On the days my girls wake up in the morning whining and complaining about how hungry they are or, or how much they don't want to do X, Y, and Z, I literally yell through a closed bedroom door and say, go to the ant, you sluggard. And they will giggle, you know, of course, they probably think I'm crazy and they'll walk over to our mini ant farm and, and see the ants and what they're doing. That's my cue 
to come out from my bedroom and remind them, girls, the ant has no chief, officer, or ruler, and yet it knows when to prepare its food and how to gather its provisions and prepare for hard times. So what are you doing? And of course, they'll laugh at me again. They think I'm crazy. If one of my girls is having a hard time getting out of bed, I'll ask, how long will you lie down, oh sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? (laughs) At the breakfast table before our morning Bible study, I'll remind them a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands. And I'll literally cross my arms and say, your poverty will come in like a person wandering with no home and a desperate person with nothing to lose. The proverb of the hardworking ant is one of the most important scriptures. Hubby and I have made it a point to ingrain in our children because we understand we have a lot to teach our children over the next uh, roughly 15 years, Lord willing. I believe I've mentioned in previous episodes that Romans 8:28 is my favorite scripture verse. It's God's reminder to me that no matter the decisions that I make in this lifetime, I can turn, well, excuse me, he can turn everything around for good and for his glory. I had my son at 19, not something I would want for my daughters, but God worked it out in my life for his glory and that I gained 10 years of parenting perspective before I had my four daughters with my husband. I have more clarity and I have a, a, a great partner. The clock reset for with our twins when our twins were born and it's still running with our youngest being four years old. That's a blessing and an honor to me. Proverbs 6, 20 to 23 is another reminder to me as a mom and an educator at home. Our children cannot observe and obey a thing if I'm not being intentional to teach them. I leave them to their own understanding out and often what the world wants to teach them when I am not hands-on teaching and guiding. Notice how King Solomon, the author of Proverbs, exhorts his son to observe his commandments and not forsake the teachings of his mother. His mother, of course, being his son's mom, not Solomon's mom. Fathers play a huge role to command and mothers play a huge role to teach. That word role can be a trigger word for some in today's culture. Some people will be hostile towards even the thought of traditional gender roles in the family. Well, guess what? When you set an example for others to follow or you're an influencer to the culture, you're a role model, good for good or bad. You can be playing a role or you can be more intentional in setting an example. Either way, you're a role model. As a mother, why is this important to me? Proverbs 6.22 says a mother's teachings is a guide and will watch over her children. I am certain when my now 20-year-old son wakes up in the morning, he hears my voice. (laughs) He hears the years and years of his mother's words of wisdom and teachings in his ear. The last part of verse 22 says, when you awake, they will talk to you. (laughs) And I know I'm talking to my son almost every day, even though he's all the way in Texas. Here's an AC Pearl to wrap up the segment. Proverbs 6.23 says, the commandment is a lamp and the teaching is a light. Just like I'm teaching my daughters the way of an ant, 
it's profitable for children to um, have to not have to learn the hard way in life. Some things, sometimes, yeah, they need to learn the hard way. It's just, it's great for them, but they don't have to learn everything the hard way. That's like, we've lived an entire life. What are we giving to our children to set them up for success? And so they don't have to go through some of the unnecessary things that we went through in our lifetime. The counsel and instruction of parents not only serve as light and a dark and perverse generation, but they are a guide for them. They guard them. If we send them out into the world without a guard on their heart, their minds, their spirit, we're, we're sending them out into a world as easy prey. Reproofs for discipline are a way of life. AC Talk. That AC Pearl segment is a hearty reminder for me that teaching, explaining, and parenting my children is a full-time job and ministry. Y'all, did y'all know I was in full-time ministry? Yep. My mission field, the hearts and minds of my children. The mission, helping them to understand and navigate who they are, why they were created, and discover their purpose and passions in life. It really is something that has evolved in the most organic and sustainable way I understand it to be. And I say organic and sustainable because it it wasn't always clear to me what my purpose as a mother was. God's vision for family and specifically my family, it just wasn't something I could fully grasp at 19, 25, or even 30 before I had my four daughters. It has taken almost two decades to learn understand fully and function in what hubby and I are currently doing with our home and family life. I've learned that sometimes ministry involves being an example of and teaching our children what not to do. It's a part of my testimony and ministry at home that I absolutely own. Why? Because I want better for my children and future generations of my family. I'm teaching my children that God wants the absolute best for us. Hubby and I serve as perfect examples of how when we step outside of God's best, we get exactly what we want. And from my experience, 10 times out of 10, it's not what's best for us. So why not share it with them? Why not share where where I and my ignorance miss the mark so my children can see and understand for themselves and hopefully choose better. When my son was growing up before I met my husband, I made it a point to let him know that mommy did things backwards. That was not God's plan for me to be a single mommy at 19, but he still worked that thing out for good. Full-time ministry for me started with that testimony. I had to own that that thing and be <laughs> comfortable sharing God's redemptive work in my life with others totally unashamed. Then through through his word, God gave me a clearer understanding of the importance of motherhood, the the complementary partnership with my husband, and tangibly how our family structure should function. Earlier when I mentioned how my ministry at home has evolved in the most organic and sustainable way that I understand it to be, it took me time to get the ideas in my head, the impressions in my heart and put them into practice. It took me time to goof up, miss the mark, have a, Oh, I messed that up again. And just those moments and discover better ways 
to function and operate until it felt right. That's the organic piece of it. It had to develop. I'm a tangible person, y'all. I have to be able to take what I read in scripture, put it into practice and know that I understand and live it from the, from that correct perspective. The confirmation that I'm doing things right and I'm on the right path is when I'm, when I am aligned with God's purpose and I start to feel the, the areas of my life around me thrive and I get bold in protecting that space that God has brought me to. Once God shows you the way, we start to walk that path and begin to reject the foolishness that's, that's been wrecking our lives for, for years. There's an overwhelming sense of relief, peace, and joy that comes into our lives. And a person that has reached that point will do everything they can to protect it. That's how I measure the confirmation that I'm walking in the path and purpose um, that God has for me. So ministry for me started with owning and sharing my testimony out of my parents' home for the first time on active duty with the Navy, single and pregnant at 19 years old. That's where it all started. Let me tell you, the world got me real quick. I was not prepared. If I had to sum up four major parts of my ministry at home um, today, it would be a ministry of singlehood motherhood, marriage, and family. Those are the areas in my life that I have lived, I have experienced, and I saw God transform in my life. It's my testimony. Singlehood. Singlehood is a ministry. How we treat our time while we're single is a testament to who God is and what he's doing in our lives. I was single and a mommy for 10 years. That's 10 years I know my son was watching me and I, I was influencing him. I was a living testament to what happens when we step outside the will of God and how he can still turn it around for good. My son had the privilege to witness his mama grow up. And he'll tell you to this day, the mother he knew growing up is completely different from the woman my four daughters have always known. He got to be a witness to how God changed me and hubby to the parents that we are today because we embraced our, our life, our marriage, and our home life as a ministry. Motherhood. When I married my husband at the age of 30, my ministry evolved from singlehood to marriage. I was still a mother, but even, even that part of my ministry evolved to the, the blended family and planning for more children. Even that space, that, that, that motherhood part changed dramatically. Here's one thing I learned from being in a blended family. Don't think because you brought a child into the marriage that you're familiar with what to expect in that new family dynamic. Mm, nope. It's a whole new season of motherhood. It's like the clock reset and you have to learn what the ministry of motherhood looks like all over again with your spouse. From the age of 19 to 30, I literally grew up only knowing how to function and operate as a single parent raising a man child. I was in survival mode for a little over 10 years and I didn't know what it looked like to let go of the reins in that new family dynamic. The control freak in me felt 
something was being taken away from me. But it was a necessary part of the process to get to where Hubby and I are today. Hubby needed the space to to learn and move into the, the role of father and male influencer for my son without me disrupting that flow in the relationship. At the end of the day, it all worked out for good. My son turned 20 in June 2023. He and his dad have a beautiful relationship. Micaiah would probably... Uh, He probably wouldn't want me to call the relationship beautiful, but the way it blossomed and how natural and mature it is today is just, is, is beautiful to me. Marriage. I don't have to tell anyone who is or has been married that marriage is hard work. It takes hard work. Hubby and I celebrated 10, 10 years of marriage this past April, 2023 during the exchange of our commitment to each other in front of um, our five children who were standing right there with us. I said that in my vows, marriage is the union of two sinful and often broken people. When we marry, the real work begins. It takes work to identify and work out the kinks, sort and dispose of the garbage, learn to complement each other, work as a team and understand God's plan for our marriage more fully. It all came to a to full clarity for me when I got out of the workforce and decided to commit to the work at home full time. Family. Our family dynamic is what uh, is a sustainable part of my ministry. I don't care how many books I write, podcasts I do, or anything else outside of home life. Family is the bow that keeps it all together. If family unravels. <laughs> I can't tell you what it would become. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Home life and family life are synonymous in my mind. We traveled around a lot when Hubby and I served on active duty, and we still travel a lot with our four daughters on our Clark Family Homeschool Adventures. That dynamic has a flow to it. It's home life no matter where the family is and no matter what we're doing in any given season. Here are some AC pearls to wrap up the segment. I'm going to skip the Q&A segment of the podcast in order to give some final pearls for season one of the ACV Family Talk podcast. We talked about what ministry to me as a wife and mother at home looks like, how it evolved organically. I want to hit on the sustainability aspect of ministry a little more as a final note. Treating the season of life and how we're growing our family as a full-time ministry, uh, it has to have a sustainability aspect to it. There are so many ways to do family and home life. It can almost be overwhelming. Hubby and I had to not only dig deep, discover and tap into how God uniquely wired us for family and for our family dynamic. We also had to learn how to reject the things that can easily come in and wreck our flow by distracting and just deterring us. What does that tangibly look like? Having a vision for your family, having a vision for your marriage and, and your home life, constantly examining and taking an audit of what fits and what does not fit in the vision for your family dynamic and in the flow of home life. 
Occasionally, I will receive a part-time or remote job opportunity to bring in more money into our home. Nothing wrong with that, but it's not sustainable. I cannot in good conscience work a remote or part-time job without taking away from the ministry at home. Something will be lacking. Uh, A lady at my church asked me to volunteer one or two days um, a week in the children's ministry. The way she phrased it was, it's only one or two days a week for a couple of hours. It won't take away much. And my first thought was, how do you know? (laughs) How do you know it won't take away anything? I served in children's ministry for at least a decade in the past, and I loved it. I, I miss it. I still, I miss holding babies and teaching the little ones. But when my fifth and final baby came around, that was a game changer. I had to learn to how to say no more often. And I'm quick to tell a volunteer leader, yo, I am not reliable. <laughs> and I laugh and I say it kind of in a joking, a joking way, but I'm serious. And I'll just let them know straight up. Just being transparent. I'm not reliable. Don't count on me. You don't want me on your team. I can say that confidently and with no shame because I understand that the vision for my family, I understand it and what it, what it requires of me. And the most important thing is I understand what is sustainable and what's not, and what is not sustainable. And God forbid, I don't want to just do something just half heartedly. That's just not my thing. So I would much rather just, just say no and commit to what I know fits within the plan and vision for our family. I have a full-time ministry at home. And if there is ever a space or, or time to do more, this mama takes every opportunity to rest, reflect, and recharge rather than add more to my plate. All right. I hope you enjoyed season one of the ACV Family Talk podcast. Special thanks to the listeners and um, those who have rocked with me for the last eight consecutive weeks. Your support, encouragement, downloads, likes, subscriptions, and just comments, they mean a lot to me. And I'm very, very grateful. Season two is in the works. It's a labor of love. As home life, my children, marriage, and life in general teaches me things, I'm happy to be able to put it, put it all together in a meaningful episode for you to share it with you and my children who are always listening to mommy and everyone else who can benefit from the encouragement. Thank you so much for listening. folks that concludes the conversation for today i trust this podcast encourages you to continue the conversation in your family circle if you'd like a transcript of this episode you can find it on my website at www.acsvisions.com click on the acv family page there you'll also see the acv family email to send in your questions for the q a segment of the podcast as a reminder episodes are published every thursday Be sure to follow me on social media platforms and sign up to be notified the moment a new episode drops. Thank you for listening to the AC Visions Family Talk Podcast. Until next time.